Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. enough that these are subject to change, right? This is barely any research done. Rosters are going to change. Coaching staffs are going to change. Things are going to change between now and the summer, right before SEC media days, when I will lock in my predictions, my official predictions for the season. 
These are way too early predictions. As it states, way too early and subject to change. Wanted to get that out of there. But again, guys, the beauties and the banter cannot wait for it. Here we go. We're going to go alphabetically throughout the SEC. Again, my way too early record predictions for each and every single SEC team. And we start with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Guys, I doubted the GOAT last year. I had Bama at 9-3. and three. I bought into the, you know, Nick Saban's on the tail end of his coaching career. Bama lost their best two players. How are they going to survive it? Look at the schedule. Georgia's taken over college football. I had the Crimson Tide at 9-3. and three. You look at their schedule in 2024. I think at Wisconsin in week three is tricky. They obviously get Georgia at home. They've got South Carolina. They got to go to Tennessee in a tricky game. They got Missouri at home. That'll be intriguing, right? LSU in Baton Rouge is always tough. Oklahoma in Norman. Uh, and then close out the season, of course, with Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. I've got Alabama at 11-1. and one. Guys, again, I doubted Nick Saban and company last year. And I know we're all sitting here thinking, man, Bama was so terrible on the offensive line. Jalen Milrow, is he a championship quarterback? Is he not? Guys, right now, until Nick Saban is no longer in Tuscaloosa, I learned my lesson. I've got Alabama at 11-1 and for the 2024 season. I think those tough road games right at Tennessee, at LSU, at Oklahoma, I think Alabama's going to drop one somewhere, but I don't think they're going to drop more than that. 11-1 and for the Crimson Tide. Let's move to Arkansas. Tough non-conference game in week two, right? I got Oklahoma State. Uh, or they, they've got Oklahoma State, excuse me. Uh, Auburn in Auburn's a tough game. Uh, they've got Tennessee at home in Fayetteville, right? With with no divisions now. we got some really, really interesting games on the slates. Uh, Texas in Fayetteville is going to be a tough game late in the season. Obviously, close out with Mizzou and Como. They still have that game against Texas A&M in Arlington. I've got Arkansas at 6-6. Six and six. I've got Arkansas at 6-6. Six and six. I think the Hogs find a way to get back to bowl eligibility under Sam Pittman. Now, is that enough to keep Sam Pittman in Fayetteville? I think a lot of it is going to depend on what it looks like, right? How it plays out. You cannot have those ugly home losses that you had in 2023. But right now, I think Arkansas, I think they do take a step forward. They've got tons of questions, right? Who the heck's going to play quarterback for starters? They've got tons of questions, new coordinators. I think, though, the Hogs will get back to a bowl game is it going to be enough to keep Sam Pittman in Fayetteville? I'm not sure that it is. They've got a really tough stretch in the middle with Auburn, A&M, Tennessee, then a bye week, but then LSU. Again, the LSU game is at home. You got to go to Auburn, but you got Tennessee at home. How do you fare in that Texas A&M game? I think that's going to go a long way in his Pittman retain, right? Because if you're not beating a year one Elko, there's going to be a lot of questions about, okay, what are we doing here with Sam Pittman? I do think Arkansas, though, will go 6-6. Six and six, Go to a bowl game. Is that enough to keep Sam Pittman in Fayetteville? We shall see. We move to the Auburn Tigers, guys. I've got Auburn at eight and four. I think Auburn under Hugh Freeze. I trust Hugh Freeze. I think you saw some positive signs. Yes, fourth and 31. Yes, Auburn fans, I understand. Yes, fourth and 31 was abysmal. It was inexcusable. It was ugly. It was embarrassing. I think the Auburn Tigers will learn from that. And despite the fact, that I don't trust Peyton Thorne, despite the fact that I don't trust him offensively. I mean, guys, Auburn went 6-6 six and six and had one of the worst offenses in college football. Hugh Freeze has taken over the play calling. They're not going to have one of the worst offenses again. 
They've got a really interesting non-conference game against Cal in week two. That's at home. Open up SEC play against Arkansas. They've got Oklahoma at home. they got to go to Georgia and to Bama, which is always brutal, right? You basically just chalk up those two as L's. They've got Mizzou in Como in the middle of October, which is a really interesting game. Kentucky and Lexington, that one's probably a must-win to get to eight wins. They play Vanderbilt again. Non-conference schedule is, is fairly favorable, guys. you got Alabama A&M, Cal, New Mexico, and UL Monroe. I think Auburn takes a step forward in year two of Hugh Freeze. I've got Auburn at eight and four. To Gainesville we go. The Florida Gators. This one's going to hurt, guys. And, and I tell you this, going through this schedule, you look at some of these schedules, right? You add Texas and Oklahoma, no more divisions. Schedules get shaken up. I mean, guys, there are just some absolute gauntlets in the SEC next season, but none like what Florida is going to face, right? You open up with Miami. Samford's the only game, and I was looking at this, right? Samford's the only game you look at on the schedule, guys, and say it's a win. Chalk it up. It's a W. The rest of the non-conference schedule, guys, you got Miami in Gainesville, Central Florida in Gainesville, and Florida State in Tallahassee. You play 11 Power 5 teams. You open up SEC play with Texas A&M at home. Then you go to Mississippi State and Starkville. Guys, if you can take care of Miami in week one, you got a real opportunity to start the season strong, right? Even if you don't beat A&M, what are you looking at? Three and one at worst if you beat Miami. That game against A&M, I think, guys, is a massive game for Billy Napier because, again, you got a first-year head coach in Mike Elko. It'll be early on in the season. It's year three of Billy Napier. That's a game you have to win, I think, right? Then you get the bye week. Then you got UCF, Tennessee and Knoxville, right? Vol's going to look for their revenge. Uh, Kentucky and Gainesville. Gators will look for their revenge. Of course, the game, world's largest outdoor cocktail party against Georgia. You got to go to Texas. Then you got LSU and Ole Miss at home to close out the year. I hate to do it, guys, but it is just so hard to find wins on this Florida schedule. I got the Gators four and eight. I don't think Billy Napier makes it through year three, guys. Even a good team, even a really good team, would struggle to get to six or seven wins with that schedule. I just don't see it happening for Florida, guys. I, I know Graham Mertz is back, but it's a murderer's row. I think the Gators, they take the beating, and I think Billy Napier will be fired at some point. I don't even know, I don't even know if he makes it to the end of year three. I really don't. I've got Florida going four and eight. The Georgia Bulldogs, they open up with a fun one. Non-conference game, neutral site game against the Clemson Tigers in Atlanta. Uh, open up SEC play against Kentucky in week three. Got to go to Alabama and to Texas. Nobody is going to be talking about this Georgia schedule and how, quote-unquote, easy it is this year. Uh, of course, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. You got Auburn and Athens. Uh, Mississippi State comes in now. Ole Miss and Oxford. That's a tricky game for Georgia. Uh, Tennessee is in Athens. Georgia Tech and Athens. Who cares about that one? Overrated rivalry. Uh, I think Georgia's going to take care of Clemson, by the way. I, I don't think Clemson's ready to go up with the big dogs, literally and figuratively. Uh, I've got Georgia at 10-2. and two. I, I think Georgia drops a pair of games. Again, those road trips, guys, at Alabama, at Texas, at Ole Miss. And then you got the rest of the slate to deal with. So 10-2 and two for Georgia. And again, guys, you go 10-2 and two in the new SEC. You're a really, really good team. I think Georgia goes 10-2. and two. Um, I think they're still, again, going to be one of the best teams in the country. They're a 12-team college football playoff team, but I do think they take some licks on the road. I got the Dogs winning 10 games. Kentucky, they open up SEC play. Really interesting game. South Carolina, week two in Lexington. Got to go to, or excuse me, have host Georgia in week three 
Uh, got Ole Miss on the road. Florida in Gainesville on the road. Uh, they host Auburn. Got to go to Tennessee. They got to go to Texas. They got Louisville at home. Tough schedule. I think Kentucky goes seven and five. I think they're kind of similar to what they were this past year. Brock Vandergriff takes over at quarterback. You still got the fantastic wide receivers in Barryon Brown, Dane Key, and then Jamar Dumas Johnson, the addition at linebacker. So I got Kentucky at seven and five. I think it's just gonna they're gonna be kind of one of those middle of the pack teams yet again. I, I don't see Kentucky making a major step forward, if you will. And I think the schedule gets even tougher. I think seven and five will be a solid year for the Cats, and that's where I have them at. Let's move to LSU, guys, the Bayou Bengals. Really interesting non-conference opener against Southern Cal in Vegas. And they've got UCLA in Baton Rouge September the 21st. Uh, they host Ole Miss. Got to go to Fayetteville. Got to go to College Station. Uh, they host Ole Miss, like I mentioned, host Alabama. Got to go to Florida and then host Oklahoma at home. A lot of their tougher games are at home, right? I like that for LSU. I got the Bayou Bengals at 9-3. and three. How quickly can Blake Blaker, Blake Blaker, Blake Baker, flip that defense and, and, and get them playing and looking like an LSU defense again? Garrett Nussmeyer, guys, it, it's as much as I like Nussmeyer for everything he did in the bowl game, it's impossible. Literally, it is statistically impossible for there not to be some sort of statistical step back or some sort of drop-off from what Jaden Daniels did to Garrett Nussmeyer. Even if Garrett Nussmeyer is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, is he going to be Jaden Daniels good? I don't think so. That's why I've got LSU at 9-3. and three. The schedule is difficult. Uh, again, a lot of the tougher games are at home, but some of those challenges still loom 9-3 and three for LSU next season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, let's move to Ole Miss, guys. Hotty toddy, gosh almighty. This schedule sets up really well, and there's not a team, I think, in the SEC catching more hype than Ole Miss. We've seen the way too early top 25s, the Rebels, uh, ranked in a lot of preseason top fives, if you will. And the schedule sets up really well, guys. I mean, this schedule, you couldn't ask for a better schedule if you're Lane Kiffin to capitalize off the 2023 momentum, the offseason momentum. I mean, it really works out in your favor. You got Furman, Middle Tennessee, Wake Forest, Georgia Southern. Those are your first four games. And then Kentucky in Oxford. That's the first month of the season. There's not a game there Ole Miss should not win. They start off October, uh, or really go through October, tricky road games at South Carolina, at LSU October the 12th, of course. It'll be a tough one. They got Oklahoma at home. 
Uh, got Georgia at home. Got to go to Florida and, and then Mississippi State at home. Guys, this schedule is as favorable as you could ask for. Ole Miss, I think, has the team to capitalize. I got the Ole Miss Rebels at 11-1. and one. I'm buying in on Ole Miss. I'm buying in on Lane Kiffin, what they've done in the portal. Yes, I know they lost Quinshawn Judkins. I think they'll be just fine. I think they'll be able to plug and play and put somebody else at that running back position. Lane Kiffin, I think, will figure out a way 11-1 and one for the Ole Miss Rebels in 2024. Guys, we move to Mississippi State. The Jeff Levy era begins in Starkville. They open up with Eastern Kentucky. Arizona State, week two. Interesting, interesting, interesting non-conference game. Open SEC play with Florida in Starkville. They got to go to Texas. They got to go to Georgia. They got to go to Tennessee. They got to go to Ole Miss. This state schedule's brutal, man. I got Mississippi State at five and seven. I, I think it's going to be a tough start to the Jeff Levy experience. Listen, I, I think Jeff Levy's a good hire for them. I think he's going to make Mississippi State fun on offense again, but it's going to take some time to get his guys in there. It's going to take some time to instill his systems, his scheme, if you will, five and seven for Mississippi State. And I think, too, Mississippi State, they might be better than that record shows, but it's a gauntlet of a schedule. Five and seven for the Bulldogs. We move to Missouri. Taylor's oldest time for Mizzou when it comes to their schedule. Guys, the first month looks like this. Murray State, Buffalo, Boston College, and Vandy. Every year. <laughs> Every, I mean, give Missouri credit. They're the kings of scheduling favorably, right? Then they have a bye week. They kick off SEC play. Or excuse me, they kick off SEC play with Vandy. Excuse me for discrediting Vandy there. Uh, kick off the month of October, though, in Texas A&M, in College Station against Texas A&M. That's a tricky game. They got Auburn coming to Como, got to go to Bama, got Oklahoma at home, got to go to Mississippi State, and then, of course, that game against Arkansas. Got to go to South Carolina as well. Can they extend that winning streak, make it six straight games? I've got Missouri at 9-3. and three. I think this is going to be a fun conversation, guys. All offseason or all preseason, if you will, who's more likely to take a step back, Ole Miss or Missouri? I think that's going to be the debate, right? Because I don't think both are going 11-1. and I don't think even both are going 10-2 and again. I think it is going to be Mizzou that's going to take a slight step back. I mean, I'm talking a game, right? But you lose Cody Schrader, guys. That's a big loss for that team. That's a huge loss. There's going to be more pressure on Brady Cook. He does get Luther Burton and Theo Weiss Jr. back. Uh, again, I think they're going to get off to a hot start. The schedule is difficult, though. Nine and three is where I feel comfortable with Mizzou right now. Let's go to Oklahoma. Year one in the SEC under Brent Venables. Uh, they open up non-conference play, Temple, Houston, Tulane. Then their first SEC game is Tennessee. The Volunteers come to Norman. Uh, first SEC road trip is at Auburn to close out the month of September. Got to play Texas, of course, in the rivalry game. Get South Carolina and Norman. Got to go to Ole Miss, to Mizzou. They get Bama at home, and they got to go to LSU, guys. Again, this was one of the tougher SEC slates, one of the tougher schedules as well. Guys, I think Oklahoma, I I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Oklahoma. I I'm nervous for Brent Renables. I, I think they had a great year two of his tenure, set them up well for SEC play. But listen, somebody has got to lose some games. Somebody has got to take the licks, if you will. And I think of Texas and OU, I think it's more than likely OU. I think Jackson Arnold is a highly talented player, but you've seen the portal impact Oklahoma, their deficiencies on the offensive line now, what they're dealing with. What's Jackson Arnold going to be? A lot of questions. 
I've got Oklahoma at six and six. I, I think Oklahoma, I think it's going to be a tough year one. And for somebody it is, guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at these schedules. They're brutal. Like, somebody's got to lose some games. Bottom line. I think that'll be Oklahoma. I think the Sooners will have a tough year one in SEC play. Six and six is where I've got OU. Let's move to South Carolina. The Gamecocks looking to bounce back from a five and seven season, a pivotal year four of the Shane Beamer era. They open up the season with ODU. That'll be an easy win at Kentucky in Lexington to kick off SEC play. Gamecocks have won back-to-back against Kentucky, but early in the season, right? South Carolina, they got Kentucky week two, LSU week three. This is a South Carolina program that has struggled early under Shane Beamer. I don't know that you can afford to get out of the gate slow again and get to a bowl game. Um, again, guys, they're, they're non-conference games. Old Dominion, Akron, and Wofford. Those should be three kick-in wins, right? You've got the the the, the season finale, finale against the rival against Clemson. Uh, then you got Vandy. So there's basically four kick-in wins for South Carolina. Can they go two and six in the other eight games and reach bowl eligibility? Obviously, there's no more Spencer Rattler. Xavier Leggett is gone. Juice Wells is gone. The Lenore Sellers era begins. Shane Beamer and company done a pretty good job flipping some rooms in the portal, whether it be running back, it be linebacker. Clayton White, it looks like, will return as defensive coordinator for South Carolina. Uh, again, you got to host LSU. You host Ole Miss in a really interesting game. Of course, Juice Wells makes his return to Columbia. You got to go to Bama and to Oklahoma in back-to-back weeks. South Carolina's October is Ole Miss, Bama, Oklahoma. It could be a winless October for the Gamecocks. You host A&M late. You host Missouri late. You got to go to Clemson. Huge year four for Shane Beamer. Huge year four. I think if South Carolina, four and eight or worse, I think he's fired. Five and seven, and I think it's 50-50. I think there will be chatter about his resignation or his chatter about his firing. Six and six or better, and he's safe. You got a brand new quarterback. Folks in Columbia are really high on Norris Sellers. I've got South Carolina at six and six. I, I think they find a way to go two and six in their other eight games. I think they're going to win those four games I mentioned, the three non-conference and the kicking against Vandy. Uh, I think South Carolina, right, they're going to win an SEC game outside of Vanderbilt. I think Williams-Brice Stadium, really tough place to play. Again, you got LSU at home. You got Ole Miss at home. You've got Mizzou at home. you got Texas A&M at home. Do the Gamecocks find a way to just win one or two of those games? And then you got the game at Clemson, and who knows what Clemson's going to be. I think South Carolina finds a way to keep their head above water, if you will, get to 6-6, six and six, even with a first-year quarterback in the Norris Cellar. So, bowl-bound for South Carolina. I think they'll improve on that 5-7 and seven from last year. We go to Knoxville, guys. Rocky Top. I got to be honest, guys. I'm drinking the Nico Kool-Aid. I'm buying in on Nico. I'm buying in on Josh Heupel in Tennessee. I'm buying in on the defense, continuing to improve. We know Brew McCoy is back. Squirrel White, of course, is going to be back. We saw what Nico did in the bowl game. I know it's Iowa, but guys, why are we discrediting the fact that Iowa's got one of the best defenses in college football and Nico and company just diced them up, right? You got NC State in Charlotte in a really intriguing week two non-conference game. You open up SEC play in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. That's a tough one, right? Uh, you get Florida at home. You get Bama at home. You get Kentucky at home. You got to go to Georgia, right? Schedule sets up pretty well. Like I said, guys, I'm buying in on Tennessee with Nico. I've got Tennessee at 10-2. and two. I've got the Volunteers at 10-2 and two right now. 
I love, I think Nico is going to flourish under Josh Heupel. I think they'll have one of the best offenses in the SEC yet again. I think the schedule is actually somewhat favorable when you look at some other slates, what they could have gotten. Um, and I like what they're doing defensively, man. I think Tennessee continues to beef up that front seven on the defensive side. I think Tennessee will go 10-2, and two, reach double-digit wins, and effectively be a 12-team college ball playoff team. Let's move to Texas. Guys, they've got a hell of a schedule. Uh, opening up, you got Michigan Week 2 in Ann Arbor, right? And guys, they don't open SEC play until the end of September, Week 5. They open up with Mississippi State in Austin. Of course, they've got that game against Oklahoma. They get Georgia at home. Uh, they got to go to Vandy. They get Florida at home. They got to go to Fayetteville against Arkansas late season. That could be a tricky game, right? Last time they went there, they lost. They got beat down, actually. They get Kentucky at home, and then, of course, they go to College Station to close out the season. Guys, I love Texas's schedule. Uh, I think Michigan is going to be a brand-new-look team. I'll be surprised if Jim Harbaugh is there. I don't think J.J. McCarthy's coming back. Again, that's going to be a new-look Wolverines team. It's not going to be the team we just saw with the national title. I think things set up well for Texas, guys. I've got Texas 11-1. and one. I think they're going to be right back at the top of college football. I think they're going to be right back in the playoff. I like the Longhorns. Hook them 11-1 in 2024. We go to College Station, Texas A&M. As the Mike Elko era begins, they open up with Notre Dame in College Station. That's a fun non-conference game to open things up, kick things off. They begin SEC play week three in Gainesville against Florida, which is going to be a really fun, intriguing game, guys. I mentioned earlier in the show or early in the segment, talking about Billy Napier, why that's important for him. That puts a lot of emphasis on the game. Also, guys, A&M has been plucking Florida players out of the portal. And they got Emmett Smith's son the running back from Stanford. So that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they get that game against Arkansas in Arlington. They host Mizzou. They host LSU. Got to go to South Carolina. Got to go to Mississippi State. Uh, Got to go to Auburn and then host Texas. I got Texas A&M 7-5 in year one of the Mike Elko era, guys. I think Mike Elko was a really, really good hire. I think A&M still has a lot of talent. Connor Wegman is back, guys. I mean, I think A&M could be better than that 7-5 and five record. Like, they've still got talent. For everything they lost in the portal, guys, you watch them against Oklahoma State, and they were outmanned for sure. They did not have their guys. But, I mean, I saw in the trenches, they've still got dudes. Like, the way they've recruited, they are two or three deep at a lot of positions. So, I think that's going to prevent Texas A&M from falling off the cliff or, or missing a bowl game, rather, uh, in year one of Mike Elko. 7-5 and five for the Aggies. And finally, guys, the Vanderbilt Commodores in Nashville. They open up with Virginia Tech in Nashville to kick off the season. Fun non-conference game. Uh, their season opens up again. Vatek, Alcorn State, Georgia State the first three weeks. Open up SEC play with Mizzou in Como. Uh, they host Bama. Got to go to Kentucky. Host Texas. So they host Texas and Bama. So a fun home slate. Got to go to Auburn. Host South Carolina. Go to LSU and then host Tennessee, guys. I think it's going to be another rough year for Clark Lee. I got three and nine for the Vanderbilt Commodores. I think it's another rough year in Nashville. And what is the future of Clark Lee? We shall see. So, again, guys, those are my way too early record predictions for each and every single team in the SEC. When it comes to predictions, when it comes to records, what say you? 